Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, world. My name is Reverend Adrian L. Robinson II, a.k.a. Rev. Rob, and this is Deeper in the Word, the show where we give you the real about Scripture with people who actually know and understand it so that you can get a better grasp of what certain things in the Bible mean, how they relate to your life and experience, and how you, yes, you, can apply something that was written so long ago to what you are going through right now. Welcome everyone. Happy holidays. Welcome to the week of the birth of our Lord. Maybe not technically, but somewhere around that area. And we celebrate it and we celebrate you for being here. Thank you so much. Uh, Welcome to our special Christmas episode. Yes, this is our Christmas episode. And Y'all know how we do. We don't typically do things normally like people always do. You know, Christmas for a lot of people, it invokes, you know, those great memories, sitting by the fire, whether you're roasting chestnuts, which I've never done, or roasting marshmallows and s'mores, or putting up the tree, or watching your favorite movie in your favorite pajamas with your favorite tea or coffee or hot chocolate in your favorite mug and waking up on that morning and seeing joy on people's faces. These are all the things that we associate Christmas with, right? And these are great things, right? But I, I really think that oftentimes what gets lost in all that is the fact that we're supposed to be celebrating Jesus' birthday. Okay, you celebrate any other birthday of anyone you know, it's all about them on that day, right? Oh, it's my birthday month. It's my birthday week. It's my birthday century, whatever. <laughs> you know how women be doing sometimes. Oh, it's my birthday month. Turn up. No, you can't party all month, sister. <laughs> I'm just saying. But that whole idea that we celebrate people on their birthdays, why don't we celebrate the Savior on his birthday? And that's by doing exactly what he told us to do. I would think that the savior of the world on his birthday deserves for people to do what he told them to do. What was that? Great commission. Go therefore and make disciples and tell everybody around the world about me. Okay. Gospel of Matthew. Read it. And also that we love God with all our hearts, minds, and souls. And that we love each other like we love God. Those are the greatest commandment. And the second was like it. So again, being like him would be a great present to give him on his birthday. And a lot of people forget that that's really what we celebrate. It's not Santa. It's not Rudolph with your nose so bright. No. We're celebrating the savior of the universe who was born unto us in a very humble state. I mean, think about it, y'all. God in the flesh. God could have came in any state. He could have came on the clouds. He could have split a mountain and walked through it like, I'm here. It's God. He could do whatever he want. He came in the form of a baby in a manger next to a, a pig trough. Like, you can't get more humble than that because he was trying to prove a point. And so we need to celebrate that on his birthday, or at least on the day we celebrate as his birthday. 
And so, again, the goal today is while you invoke all these wonderful feelings about Christmas, it's Christmas time is here. That's cool. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We encourage time with your family, uh, uh, showing love and what have you. But at the same time, try to express that love that Jesus told us to have where we love each other as we love God. Check on your peoples. Go donate. Give to the homeless. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the things that, the people that normally get neglected, Jesus said in his own words, the way you treat them is a reflection of the way you feel about me. I'm paraphrasing. The way you treat the least of these. I'm so I'm paraphrasing. But the point is, he's like, those are my peoples. When you neglect the poor and widows and children and the sick and the shut-ins and the elderly and people in prison, when you neglect those people, you might as well be neglecting me. And if you think that's cool, that's okay. But it will be remembered on the day of judgment. So I'm just saying, you know, let's honor the, the, our Savior on his birthday, okay, by being better people to each other and showing love and giving. And in that spirit, y'all, because like I said, y'all know we never do anything normal around here. What we want to do today is basically talk about Jesus from a whole different perspective on his birthday, okay? And the reality is a lot of people preach the same things about his birthday and the coming of the Lord and this and that. But I want to speak a little differently. I'm speaking about something a little different today, okay? Because it's we sit about six days away from Christmas, Okay, I just dated the show, but we do. And so tonight, or today I should say, or this morning, because we don't know what time it is where you are, I'm going to quote two scripture passages here that are going to guide our discussion. Because, you know, Jesus is just so nice that we had to do it twice. And I'm going to be reading both of these passages out of the New Living Translation version of the Bible. So our first scripture passage is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. And the Lord of the word reads as follows. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Our second passage is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 21 to 25. And the Lord's word reads as follows. And she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of us occur to fulfill the Lord's message to his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Our show today, my friends, as we celebrate Christmas, the birth of our beloved Savior, is coming from the subject title, Name Above All Names. Name Above All Names. And everybody has a name. 
I've yet to meet the person that doesn't have a name. Hey, what's your name? I, I, I don't have one. I've yet to meet that person, right? So we all can agree that names are necessary <laughs> and vital to identify people because it's a title by what, which one person is designated from another. It's a way for us to tell people and places and things apart because everything has a name, not just a proper name like, you know, Aaron. It could be a name like the restaurant down the street that you know, you know, uh, Pioli's or whoever. Okay. I just made that up. I don't want to, I don't want to say a real restaurant's name, but you know, in the time that we live in y'all in today's age, names don't really mean a whole lot. They don't really have a whole lot of significance. Okay. They're like I said, they're just a way for us to tell things apart, tell each other apart. People might be named after certain things. Maybe they're named after an ancestor or a deceased loved one or something like that. But for the most part, people just got names because that's their name. It's the way to tell things and people apart, okay? It wasn't always this way, though. Y'all know in the Old Testament times, your name meant something. It, it, it validated your reputation. And your name went before you in the, in the, in the, without the region, throughout the region. People knew more about your name before they knew probably what you look like. And if you had a great legend, then the legend of who, what you look like probably uh, stretched far as well. You know, as parents, we give our kids names that describe our hopes and our future expectations for those children. A lot of people name their children after biblical characters, okay, for that very reason. You know, the word that's translated name in the Old Testament, because we all, we never like really getting into the Greek and the Latin because that gets all technical and people be like, Ugh. but it is important. It's just not, not everybody wants to hear about that. So to simplify it, the word that's translated name in the Old Testament literally means a mark or a brand. So back in the day, when we say names meant something, what we're saying is that people were given the names that they were given for, for a reason. And when you study Bible names, a lot of times what it reveals is a lot about the personality of the people mentioned. For instance, David's name means beloved. Wasn't he God's beloved son? Or wasn't he God's... Um, um, beloved servant. Abraham means father of a multitude. I mean, come on. Jacob means trickster. <laughs> Is that what he was? Goliath means splendor. He may have been a pagan, uh, uh, sinful uh, um, uh, giant Philistine, but he was still a, something to behold being that tall and powerful a creation of the Lord in all its splendor. All of these people prove true to their names. So that's what we're going to be talking about, y'all. We're going to look at one name that's mentioned in the text that we just read, specifically Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 to 25. Okay. 
And we're specifically looking at the name that was mentioned in verses 21 to 23. I'm going to read it again. She will have a son. You are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. So, uh, scripture, Old Testament scripture said Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, in the Gospel of Matthew, it says Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. Okay? So there's got to be something special about that name Jesus. It was a name that was given to him by God the Father. Read that in Matthew chapter 21. I just read it. Luke 31, Luke 131. And the name Jesus is a name that has been exalted by the Father. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9-11. Look it up. When that name is mentioned, men should bow before him and confess him as Lord. When that name is mentioned, the enemy flees. When that name is mentioned, people are healed. When that name is mentioned, people are delivered from danger, delivered and, and protected. There is power in the name of Jesus. His name is a special name. So when we start talking about the name above all other names, there are biblical reasons why this is so. And prayerfully, when we get done, we'll be able to understand some of the glory that's contained in this blessed, wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, our wonderful counselor, Amen. So that's today's show, y'all. Name above all names. What are some of the names? What we, we just read the names based on the text, right? But what are what some of these names reveal? What are the qualities, characteristics that these names reveal about our Savior? Okay, why? Why is he called these things? So that's what we're going to be looking into, y'all. Stay tuned as we delve into that discussion after we come back from the break everybody the future of christian television is now the global church body media group is thrilled to announce the relaunch of our 24 hour a day seven day a week television channel known as benevolent faith television or bftv BFTV is our very own streaming television channel on the Stream Television Network, which is a 100% online international television network. Plus, you can have your own show on BFTV for absolutely free. That's right, you heard me. You can broadcast your own television show on BFTV for absolutely no cost to you. And you'll go right along with all of our regular and original programming, including short films, TV shows, music videos, talk shows, sermons, and much, much more. Check out BFTV today. Go to www.bftv.online and you'll find all the information you need about how to watch BFTV and how to navigate the channel as well. BFTV, where the future of Christian television is now. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? 
Then tune in to The One Life Show with C.C. Eccles. We are a Christ-centered podcast that believes in challenging you to be the best version of you possible. Yeah, we're more than just a podcast. We are a total experience. So tune in to The One Life Podcast on your favorite platform, including Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Breaker, iHeartRadio, BMC Radio Canada, and BMC UK. You'll be so happy you did. Hey, hey, welcome back to our special Christmas episode of Deeper in the Word. As a reminder, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Overcast, on Apple Podcasts, in the iTunes Store, on iHeartRadio, and on Amazon Music. And now also on BMC Radio and BMC On Demand. Shout out to our BMC family out there in Wales and uh, Swansea, uh, uh, UK. But to my brother Nick Brown and his whole family, we appreciate y'all. Also, don't forget to email us. Info at BenevolentFaithMinistries.org to send us your questions and comments for the show. And remember, we want you to join us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific for our online church services. Just go to BenevolentFaithMinistries.online.church and create a screen nickname and you can chat along with us during the service. Join us this Tuesday for our special Christmas service. Amen. Also, we encourage you all the time. Please go check out BFTV and BMC Radio. Okay, BFTV is our streaming television channel. 100% virtual, online, internet-based on the Stream Television Network. And we show everything. And we encourage you to submit your own show to BFTV as well as to submit your advertising to BFTV because it's absolutely free to have both on BFTV and BMC Radio. BMC Radio is our other platform, our international radio station, listeners around the world, literally, and playing a wide variety of music and gospel uh, music and dance music and old school music and show tunes. And, and then we got great talk shows with great guests. I mean, great hosts, I should say. And we... Got our own show here, Deep in the Word, on BMC Radio. So please, check out BFTV and BMC Radio today. You can find them both by going to www.bmcradio.org.uk. Hit the menu button, and BFTV is right there. So they're both contained on the same site. You get access to both of them. Amen? But today, my friends, today's show, our Christmas show, is entitled Name above all names. And we're talking about the name that Jesus has in accordance with the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 21 to 23. The name he was given. The names he was given. In our last segment, we kind of highlighted what those names mean with respect to his character. So that's what we want to look at. And we're going to examine a few passages of Scripture as we do this, my friends. And so the first thing that the name of Jesus, or actually should I say that the name Emmanuel reveals to us 
is it reveals his personality. It reveals his personality. Emmanuel, God with us. Think about that. A divine being, children with us, little or us. Who are we? He put on flesh and came and dwelt with us. Okay? So this reveals his personality. First of all, it reveals a supernatural baby. Now remember, this wasn't, it wasn't just another child here. This is God in human flesh. So this wasn't just a normal baby. All right? John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when God says, I am he who I am, I am who he who has been. God, like I've always been here. Jesus been right with him. In the beginning, the Word already existed. So when he comes to this planet as a baby, he ain't just no regular baby. Does that make sense? And that's why we celebrate his birthday. And that's why it's important to keep in mind the real purpose of Christmas. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 8. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. See that? He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. You know who does that? Entitled children. Do you know who my daddy is? I can have your job, buddy. Jesus could have done that. Y'all do realize that, right? He had every right because he's God. He had every right to do that. He could have done that. He had the power to do that. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges and took a humble position of a slave, being born a human being and submitted himself to Roman authorities. So his name, God with us, Emmanuel, it reveals a supernatural baby. It reveals a supernatural birth. Not a normal birth, but a virgin birth. So we read about that in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. So a child was produced without a sin nature. You know, God favors children produced in marriage, a marriage that he's ordained. This was a marriage, or this was a child that was produced from two people who were not married, but the child was produced without a sin nature. Think about that, because remember, we're talking about the personality of God, all right? So of course, he's, he's perfect, He can't do anything from a sinful standpoint, right? So in his perfect nature, he reproduced himself on earth (laughs) in a perfect way. And that's the biggest problem that we all know people have with our faith. One of the biggest problems, the idea of a virgin birth, the immaculate conception, there's no way that's medically possible, blah, blah, blah. These are people who don't have faith. We understand that. And that's fine. They don't have to have faith in that. We have faith in it because that's part of our faith system, okay? But again, he was without a sin nature, right? 1 Peter 2.12 or 2.22. He never sinned nor ever deceived anyone. So it's a supernatural baby with a supernatural birth. You know what else it is? It's a supernatural 
battler, a supernatural battler. Why would God come into this world, y'all? Why? Why would he come here? Oh, he came to, to, to downtrod us and make sure we were underfoot. That's a pretty selfish way to look at God, okay? Because that means that we were significant enough for, his, for him to put that level of focus on us and in that respect. And I, I can't agree with that. But what I will say is that I believe he entered this world to fight the battle that we could never win. The battle against Satan and sin. We can't win that battle. I've yet to meet the person that's successful overcoming uh, uh, overcome the enemy and the enemy bowed down to him without Jesus. I ain't never seen that. Maybe you have. That's why Paul says in Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18, we got to put on the whole armor of God. God being a supernatural battler that he would come to earth in skin on our behalf and then give us instructions and then leave means that as part of those instructions, we should be as bold as he was. Jesus was bold. He was a rebel, renegade, must stay paid to quote KRS. He wasn't staying paid. I'm just saying, quoting lyrics. But he was a renegade. He was a rebel against the Romans, against more particularly, not even the Romans, against the Jewish religious leaders, against the established aristocracy in Jerusalem. He was a threat. And so for these very reasons, he as a rebel against those evil forces, when we put on our armor of God, we're able to rebel against those evil forces as well. That's the whole point. Purpose to put on the armor of God, right? That's the whole entire reason why Paul said, hey, I need for you to equip yourselves in this fashion such that you can do spiritual battle with the enemy. Look at uh, the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verse 47. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. See, he's a supernatural battler, battling on your behalf. That reveals a lot about his personality when we're talking about the name Emmanuel, God with us. That's amazing. So, his name reveals his personality. We just saw that. Let's look next at how his name reveals his purpose. And for those maybe just joining us, we're out of two passages of text. Uh, the first was Isaiah. Let me see. The first was Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And now we're out of Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 to 25. And really we've been focused here because that first name, Emmanuel, that came from Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. And so the next name we want to look at, we're kind of going backwards, is the name Jesus, which is in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus. So first we looked at the name Emmanuel, 
God with us. Now let's look at the name Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. She will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Jehovah is salvation. What does this name Jesus speak of? We already talked about the power that's behind it. What does it speak of? It speaks of his, for one thing, it speaks of his desire. Why do I say that? Think about it. Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. That name reveals that God has a desire to save his people and to save sinners. We're told that Jesus came into this world not to condemn the laws, but to save them. See that in John 3, verses 16 and 18. That, that wasn't a new desire. God has always wanted to save his people. We've just been hard-headed for thousands upon thousands of years. But God's plan was conceived in eternity and consummated in time. God knew where we get to this place. Particularly knowing we got free will. So his desire was to save us from ourselves. The very creator we made. And it's funny because if let's say you created a little farm animal house. All right. And they started getting out of control and you couldn't control them. Not that you couldn't control them, but they were so out of control and they didn't want to really change and listen to you. You might just destroy the whole thing and start over, right? He already did that. People like forget that he already did that when he flooded the earth. And the Bible says next time it's going to be like fire. Okay. So when he gives us his word and desires to have us read it and have it save us from ourselves and have his son, Jesus, Jehovah is salvation come and be that savior as part of that plan, then we need to get with that, y'all. But that speaks of his desire to save his sinners, to save us as sinners. You know what else it speaks to? It speaks of his deliverance because the name Jesus reminds us that he came into this world for the sole purpose of setting the captives free. That's who we are. We're the captives. Y'all like, I ain't captive. I ain't never been in jail. Well, you are captive to your sins, my friend. We all are. Okay? Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. Now you can look at that and be like, okay, well you can say captives be released. That'll be people in jail. The blind will be will see. That, that's self-explanatory. People that couldn't see, now they can see. And the oppressed will be set free. I mean, I guess that means that people that was under somebody's thumb will be set free. You can say that. But you can also see it this way. Proclaim that captives, captives will be released. We've been captive to sin. Through Christ, now we are released from it. The blind will see. We've been blind to sin. We've been blinded by the world, by enticed by what the world gives us, letting our eyes guide us in those ways. Now we see the truth, and he is the truth. The blind will see. The oppressed will be set free. You're oppressed by the enemy. <laughs> you wonder why you're going through all that drama and every day and everything's going bad? Because he's trying to oppress you. He's trying to kill you. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? He's trying to destroy us. 
But Jesus said that the oppressed will be set free. So again, you can look at that two ways. And the time of the Lord's favor has come. That's how that verse ends, y'all. But that plan was conceived in eternity, man. And he came for the redemption of all of us. This is why his name, Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. It speaks of his deliverance. Because that was his sole mission, to come and set the captives free. Look at Titus chapter 2, verse 14. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. That's supposed to be us, y'all. He died so that we could be that. So, Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. It speaks of his desire. It speaks of his deliverance. Also, it speaks of his death. The name Jesus reminds us of the fact that he came into this world to die for our sins. And the only way the sin problem could have been dealt with is through the shedding of blood. I mean, that that's how it went down. And so according to God, that's how it had to go down. Symbolically, that's why it needs to be so important to us. And that's why we celebrate communion with the breaking of his body and the drinking of his blood. Because that's how important it was. It, it, it broke the sin barrier of for all time. Okay? And it dealt with sin once and for all. Look at Hebrews 9, 22. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That's an Old Testament law from the law of Moses. So God was just keeping his own word that he had already given to his people a long time ago. Praise his name. God is amazing, man. And so that's why Jesus came that he died on the cross to set us free for you and me. Jehovah is salvation. So we've seen that, y'all. His name reveals his personality and his name reveals his purpose. We got one more left, y'all. We want to talk about something else that his name reveals that we kind of hinted at in our first segment when we talk about calling on the name of Jesus. They calling me. So what am I talking about? Well, come back and find out, my friends, after we return from the break. Friends, Benevolent Faith Ministry is thrilled to announce our new joint ownership venture with BMC Radio. Yes, friends, Benevolent Faith Ministries now serves as co-owners and co-directors of the best faith-based radio station in the world, BMC Radio, where we're reaching the unreachable. Based out of Bleen Wymice, Wales, in the United Kingdom, BMC Radio promotes a wide variety of gospel, dance mix, and old-school music to go along with a healthy mix of faith-based messages and talk shows geared towards strengthening your daily walk with Christ. We are committed to providing our growing global audience with a well-rounded programming that promotes the gospel and also invokes fresh new approaches to what 21st century evangelism is truly all about. Listen, just go to bmcradio.org.uk 
to listen live every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you miss any of your favorite live episodes, you can still catch all of the biggest shows on BMC Radio, including Benevolent Faith Ministries' own two shows, by listening to them on the BMC On Demand page. Just go to the BMC homepage, click on the menu link, and look for the On Demand link. Listen, this is a game-changing event, friends. We could not be more excited about the future of this station and the further glorification of God through this medium. So we invite you to join us every day at BMC Radio where we're reaching the unreachable. God bless. Hey, y'all, this is Rev Rob, and I am excited to announce our brand new relationship with the mobile app known as Wisdom App, where you have, quote, conversations that matter. Y'all like Wisdom App? What's that? Well, Wisdom App is a new mobile app that gives you access to expert help when you need it most. When you download the app, it allows you to listen in real time and ask questions to experts in almost every area of life. From business and finance to fitness and fashion, from sports-based conversations to faith-based dialogue. So check out Benevolent Faith's new chat platform on Wisdom App called Speak On It, the Believer's Q&A, where we welcome you to ask questions directly about things related to the Bible and faith in Christ. We'll drop the topic and you come and speak about it. Download the Wisdom App in the Apple and Android stores today. And search for at Rev Rob at lowercase R E V R O B and become part of our growing world community in Christ where everyone is invited to speak on it. Amen. Hope to see you there. Hey, welcome back to Deeper in the Word, my friends. Please don't forget, y'all, to follow us on Facebook. Just go to that Facebook search box and put in at Benevolent Faith Ministries and like our page and support us, please. We greatly appreciate it. And make sure you go download our mobile app available at the Apple and Android stores everywhere. You can find all of our ministries in that mobile app, including links to this podcast, links to our online service, links to our BFTV channel, links to our BMC radio. Links, links, links everywhere. (laughs) You can also request prayer, donate to our giving partnerships, and so much more. Download that app today. And while you're at it, please make sure y'all go download that Open Doors USA prayer app today that you can also find in Apple and Android stores. And please continue to pray for your fellow saints around the world, not just because they're in poverty and there's a food shortage and a food crisis in the world, because there is right now, but also because they're suffering because of the persecution, just because of their faith. So they need prayer in every single way. Amen? But today, my friends, today's show has been entitled Name Above All Names. It's our special Christmas episode, and we're talking about the name of Jesus. The name Emmanuel and how these names reveal his personality and his purpose. And those are the two things we've examined so far, how they reveal his personality and his purpose. We talked about him as a supernatural baby. We've talked about how it speaks on his deliverance, his desire, his death. We've talked about his supernatural birth and how he's a supernatural battler. And so 
this name is revealed, you know, his personality and his purpose. Finally, in our last segment here on our Christmas show, what does Jesus' name reveal? Okay. His name reveals his power. His name reveals his power, y'all. Note the text. It says his name will be called. Note the word name is singular and not plural. It's not his names. It's his name. So Jesus has one name, Jesus, in the text. But he displays all of the following characteristics at the same time that give him these other titles, like Wonderful Counselor and, and Emmanuel, God with us. He, he, his, his characteristics dictate that he have all these titles. But he was given one name, Jesus. The Jehovah is salvation. Because that was his whole purpose, was to save us. He just happens to be so awesome that he has all these other names. And so look at all the characteristics that these names or these, his name displays, all these characteristics that they display at the same time, just from one name. His supernatural nature. I'm talking about the word miracle, supernatural, secret, and extraordinary. Look at Judges chapter 13, verse 18. Judges chapter 13, verse 18. Why do you ask my name? The angel of the Lord replied. It is too wonderful for you to understand. Oftentimes, y'all, we don't understand on the, the power of the name of Jesus and how it can be so impactful. True story. Google this for yourself. It's probably on YouTube. True story. There's video of a village Somewhere like Philippines or some country. Maybe it's in Mexico. I'm not sure. South America. I don't know. But they're having church services. And off of the distance, you can see on camera, here comes a huge tornado. Now, for all those that are not familiar, I'm about to educate you. I'm no meteorologist, but I grew up in the Midwest in the United States. So I know all about tornadoes. Trust me. And a tornado is not actually a tornado until it touches the ground. It can be halfway down to the ground and look just like the worst tornado ever that's getting ready to hit y'all, but the potential exists for it to go back up into the sky. So it's not actually a tornado, a funnel cloud. Tornado, a funnel cloud's not actually a tornado until it touches down on the ground. Then it's a problem, okay? And so um, in this video, the tornado is coming down out of the sky, right? And it's coming toward their village. And so these people just start praying, praying in the spirit. And this man continuously repeats the mantra in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, at least a hundred times in this video as they're casting off this tornado. Sure enough, eventually the tornado goes back up into the sky and goes away and they all celebrate and rejoice. Now, the skeptic will say, well, maybe the tornado just went back up like you said. You know, it doesn't touch the ground. It's not a tornado. So maybe the funnel cloud just went back up. It's just simple science. Maybe. Or maybe it was the supernatural response of a miraculous being to the cries of his people. 
That's why we say there's power in the name of Jesus. He is the miracle man. People can't even comprehend his power. They don't believe it. But he can be, men can't even comprehend the power of Jesus, and yet he can be believed by the smallest child. How crazy is that? That speaks to the hearts of men. They don't want to understand who he is, how wonderful he is, his saving grace and power. They don't want to understand that because even the smallest child knows that about Jesus. Trust me, the children I talk to in Uganda that are part of our sister church, they know who Jesus is and they love him. And a lot of them not older than 10, okay? Remember, the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. What you put in your child is how they act. You instill some nonsense in them what you think they're going to be when they get older. I'm just saying. He's the supernatural one. That's what his name reveals, his power. His name reveals his power and the fact that he's the supervising one. Okay? He advises, he counsels, he devises, and he plans. It refers to his role as the leader and the guiding force of our lives, if you're really following him. Because he's completely qualified for the job. Scriptural. Don't listen to Rev Rob, okay? Look at scripture for this. This is how you know Jesus is qualified for the job. He, he plans our path. You know, the scripture says, order my steps in your word, Lord. He is the planner of our path. Psalm 37, 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. So he's the planner of our paths. He orders our steps. He is the giver of grace. He is the giver of grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. He gives us grace, y'all. And he still works wonders in the world. He's the worker of wonders. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I love that verse so much because it's essentially saying no matter what happens, God is working it out for your good. You looking at it and being like, this is the most terrible thing that's ever happened. And it may look like that. And what this is saying is that your faith will instead tell you, as bad as this looks, God still got me and it could be worse and it would be worse if God did not have me. That's why I love that. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Hallelujah. That's the type of faith that we need to have, my friends. And so we see that his name reveals his power, that he's the supernatural one, he's the supervising one. Last one and I'm done, y'all, on our special Christmas show here today. He's the sustaining one. He's father. God is our producer or our generator as father. He is our source, I should say. Through Adam, we were created. And he created us through Jesus in our rebirth. And as our father, he sustains us 
by his power. We are his children. Therefore, we are his responsibility. Why? Because God is not a deadbeat dad. Okay? Think of a deadbeat dad that you know. All right? One thing God is, is not that. God is a good father. And when he disciplines you, it's because you needed it. And when he corrects you and reprimands you, it's because you needed it. Think about it. You might not want to admit it, but you needed it when your when your earthly parents did that to you. Okay? So how much more do you need it when God the Father does that to you? Okay? But he sustains us. Look at Luke chapter 12, verse 32. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. God want to give you the keys to the rolls and be like, go here, have a great prom. He wants to do that. Now, if you look at the state of humanity, would you trust us with the key to the rolls? Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure I would. But we are his children. And so we're his responsibility. And he's also everlasting. There was never a time when he was not, and there will never be a time when he is not. You understand what I'm saying? He is the great I am. God has been here forever. So he knows everything, he's eternal. He doesn't need anything or anyone. He's self-existent. And our lives are directly tied to his because we would not exist if he did not want us to. People are amazing. You do realize that this planet could have been taken out by a wayward, uh, 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 not asteroid, that's what I meant to say, by a wayward asteroid thousands upon thousands of years ago. Y'all don't realize that, right? Now, some people will say, well, that's what took out the dinosaurs. Some people will also say, I just saw a video, y'all, that said that dinosaurs never existed. That it was all made up. And I'm and that, and that to support that idea, anytime you see dinosaur bones, they're fake. I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. But that's a show for another day. Um, the point is, y'all, God's always been here. He's everlasting. And that's really what we need to consider when we think about the name of Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. God's been around forever and here he is with us. Who are we that he should want to chill with us and care about us? And yet as the creator and sustainer of our peace, he gave us Jesus to accomplish that peace when Jesus died on the cross. Now that peace is available to us no matter what. It's up to us to choose it. A lot of people don't, but it's available. He has extended it to anybody that receives him by faith. And he gives peace to everybody that trusts him. When they go through trials and tribulations and the peaks and valleys of their life, he will keep you. He will give you peace and guaranteed your continued peace throughout your time with him. Nobody or nothing else can do that. Money can't do that. 
People can't do that stature, fame. None of those things can give you peace and promise you peace forever. Only God. That's why he's so satisfying and the sustaining one. So my friends, that's our Christmas show. The question is, what's in a name? If it's Adrian Robinson, Pastor Robinson, Rev Rob, then yeah, ain't nothing in that name. But if the name is Jesus, everything is in that name because that name is the source of our salvation. That name is the hope of our hearts. That name breaks sin's bondage. That name lifts greatest burdens off your life, off your back. That name comforts broken hearts. That name is a name worth knowing because it speaks of a savior worth loving. Jesus' name is everything, y'all. His name unlocks the door of heaven. His name closes the gates of hell. Hallelujah. It saves the worst sinner. It redeems the most vile of people. And it secures his most precious believers. His name may just be Jesus, but that name can't tell us all there is to know about him because that's why he has so many different titles, y'all. All you got to do is read the pages of the Bible, see some of the names that he has, and you'll begin to recognize that in the name of Jesus, it is truly a name above all names. Amen? Hey, listen, Merry Christmas to everybody out there from all of us here at Deeper in the Word, Benevolent Faith Ministries, and the entire Global Church Body Alliance. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all so much. And we are so excited about what 2023 has for our relationship with you and our shared relationship with the Lord. Don't forget that you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, on Apple Podcasts and the iTunes Store, and on iHeartRadio, on Amazon Music, and BMC Radio, and BMC On Demand. Also, don't forget, you can find us on the web, benevolentfaithministries.org. Log on now and learn more about our giving partnerships and how you can be the church without the need for any building. And don't forget to join us this Tuesday night and every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern for our online church services. This Tuesday will be our special Christmas service. Just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church and create a screen nickname and join us. And we'll catch y'all next week. God willing, holla.